know it's hot out here. No, I don't mind though. Glad to be free. My mind, I just can't seem to find a reason to believe that I can break free. But you see, I have been down for so long, like all hope is gone. But as I lift my hands, I understand that I should raise you to my circle. Much pressure fell on me. I thought I was gonna lose my mind. But I know you wanna see if I will hold on through these trials. But I need you to lift this load, cause I can't take it no more. Happy Friday, y'all. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Morgan. Please <laughs> praise him. It is Friday. I said Mary Mary Shackles was how we were going to start day five because somebody out there needs to get up and do a praise dance. You made it through the oof, We made it through the week, Morgan. We made it through the week. No, no, no. But um, I love you, Sister Brianna. It's Friday. We made it. I know, I know. Oh. It was a good day. It was a good day today. We had a good old staff meeting. Shout out to everybody on our team. Yeah. And boy, big shout out, first of all, 
to every volunteer who is a member of the Black Girl Justice League. And if yes. you've never heard of the Black Girl Justice League, we came for them four years ago. We was on the Women's March. Out there, we registered people to vote. We voted. Listen, and we came back strong this year, and there have been organizers all across the country doing everything from preparing to be poll workers to voting early to committing to showing up at the polls to care for senior citizens who have to wait in long lines. And most importantly, there are women on this phone who have invited five women to join the Girl Trek movement so that they can be a part of the Black Girl Justice League and we can push our membership out there in force to vote our interests. So shout out to all of you. I know you're all on the phone. I know the new Justice League members is on the phone. I know y'all hype. I know y'all out there with clipboards. I have seen the videos. I'm telling y'all, we really appreciate your civic work. We really, I'm inspired by you. So welcome to the Girl Trek movement and thank you for your commitment. So Morgan, I love that enthusiasm behind that because on day five of Black History Bootcamp, which is a Friday, this is the perfect time to remind folks that we take a break each weekend, one, to practice Girl Trek core principle of self-care, two, to allow all of y'all who might be a couple episodes behind to catch up, and three, so that we could continue to bring our friends and our families and the people who we love and the people who we know could be blessed by this experience to the movement. And so Morgan and I will be live back here on Monday. And Morgan, this is a perfect time for people to catch up and bring more people in and continue to organize. And last weekend we brought in, was it 10,000 people just by like putting out the call to action? I feel like we could bring in another 10,000 this week would be my prayer. And and I'm specifically stating that to say, this is gonna be the moment in this reflection where we are getting ready to bring on a woman who is gonna cover this movement in prayer that is going to, I know, reverberate Morgan. Her name is Cynthia Thompson out of Jackson, Mississippi. So my intention for this weekend is that somehow the energy of this call brings in 10,000 new women. Morgan, what is your intention for this call? And let's let all of the people who are walking with us think of their intention. And then Cynthia is going to pray for us before we get into the Colin Kaepernick story. My intention for this call is joy and that we can all issue a prayer for any woman who's not experiencing or feeling joy right now to have a breakthrough in her life. So I'm definitely going to do that. I'm so glad you started with that song because it's the jam. I'm yeah. feeling a, an abundance of joy right now. And I want to share What's that. What's bringing you joy? And then What's I bringing you joy? Sp- tell us, tell us. Sunshine, my pretty little dress, and I got some split folks <laughs> on both sides. I just ate from something called wache, which is a delicious African meal that's wrapped in a banana Ooh, leaf. Oh, that sounds delicious. And it's so good. And I hydrated this morning. I had a gang of water early, and then I had my green tea. That got me on the good way. Then I put a special moisturizer on my face so I was looking extra glowy. I'm just saying I'm feeling good. I know that surface, but I'm feeling good inside and out. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, but um, I also wanted to, we got a really serious prayer request and I wanted yes, to please. ask everybody out me. there to please, please, please pray for one of our Girl Trek sisters. Her name is Tanya. She's in Indianapolis and her baby cousin is in the eighth grade and she's missing and her name is Grace Chandler. And so oh, as you are walking, up. let's just pray for that family. Let's ask for her safe return. Let's cover her with our prayers and if and continue if you have any prayer requests hit us up hashtag us we will do our best to just keep praying for one another and that's it let us begin in prayer yes let's begin in prayer hi girl trick nation this is cynthia and i am so 
so, so, so happy to join you all for Black History Boot Camp. And I am so very honored to join you all in prayer. Let us all pray. Most gracious and eternal Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this day. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you, Lord, for giving us the activity of our limbs, for waking us up in our right minds, Lord, for giving us strength, Lord God, just to make it through another day. We thank you, Lord God, for our lives, Lord God, no matter how our lives look right now, we thank you for it. And we ask, Lord God, that you bless us in the midst of anything that we're going through, every trial and tribulation that our sisters are journeying with right now. We ask, Lord God, that you meet them and you bless them, that you keep them from all hurt, harm and danger, that you keep their minds in a place of peace and a place, Lord God, that receives mercy and a place that receives love, continual love. Allow light to envelop them and shine all about them, Lord God. Light in the path of the way that they should go, Lord God. And Lord God, we want to ask you, Lord God, that as we think about the fruits of the Spirit and we think about long suffering, that you bless us, Lord God, that as we suffer long, there are so many of us sisters that are across this nation that are suffering. They are suffering in silence, that are suffering in isolation, that are suffering in their families, Lord God, suffering even in the midst, Lord God, of having loved ones dealing with this disease that is wrecking our country, Lord God, suffering, Lord God, from so many injustices in the world, suffering long. But Lord, we know you're in the midst of even suffering. And we ask in Lord God that you give us strength Lord God, that you get in the suffering with us, that you make us strong, Lord God, that you give us the power to endure and you give us that patience, Lord God, and that peace that passes all understanding to be able to, Lord God, stand in the midst of trials, tribulation and turmoil, stand strong and stand firm in our beliefs, knowing, Lord God, that you got us, that you are our rock, that you are our hiding place, that you are our peace, that you are our everything that we need, Lord God. And it is from the inside, Lord God, out, Ooh. Lord God, that shineth the light that helps us to stand firmly, Lord God. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We praise you, Lord God. We know, Lord God, that with you, we can do all things, that we can do all things, that we can do all things. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We know, Lord God, that you have us, Lord God, and we know that we have you. And we appreciate your presence with us, being all around about us. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you all glory that's due to you. And these things we ask in your precious son, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ooh, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I promise to God, Morgan, anybody yes. who has any questions for us, any questions, Stanford Social Innovation Review, New York Times, if you have any questions for us around how Girl Trek has mobilized a million black women and become the most powerful public health solution on this planet for black women and our families. 
it's actually because of that woman right there, Cynthia Thompson, and her multiplied by 10, by 100, by 1,000. Cynthia Thompson has been standing in agreement with us since the beginning, since Morgan and I first planted the seed of this, and she has been praying those exact prayers, traveling with us to Colorado, traveling with us to Selma, traveling with us all across this country, preaching the gospel of Girl Trek, and all to God's glory. And she's just one of many. And all of the women, especially in Jackson, Mississippi, where Cynthia literally birthed the whole movement of Girl Trek and has set it on fire, I just want to uplift you. I just want to thank you so much to all of our organizers. I am so grateful for you. And actually, even today's story, Morgan, as we're getting ready to get into the Colin Kaepernick story, it is about how he birthed a movement. And so I'm just proud. And that prayer was just exactly what I needed. Look, Morgan, you can go to seminary school, but you're gonna take a you're gonna have to study before you get that hallelujah to go all the way down in that little tenor down there. You that you can't they don't teach that at the seminary school. That oh that they don't I can't even get low, my little belly. They can't even get down there. <laughs> Oh my Listen, God! It's for real. It's for real it out is. here. It's it for is. real out here. Yeah. Oh, I feel the spirit. I'm so. I have been having a breakthrough and just feeling my opinion of my have of myself has just been vibrating so high since we've been on this prayer trek. So every oh, that's day. So beautiful. Yeah, that's I felt really like beautiful. that. I really felt like that, just calling me to a higher place. So. Yeah. All right, Ooh, there's in. a good song that talks about that. I'm gonna have to add that in there. I was getting ready to sing that. I was like, what is that song? I know a good song. Look, Calling look. you to your higher place. Yes. Can I give a shout out to Nicole Hub? Can I give a shout out to First Lady Nicole Hub of whatever the church of her and Pastor Lawrence Hub in Maryland? Nicole is like my gospel DJ. When I be really stuck, I be texting her like Nicole. What's a good song? <laughs> and she be coming through so tough. She's also an organizer and team member of Girl Trek, and she always be coming through with the good songs for me. Her oh, no, report. by the way, report, the whole no, the whole you will win, Vanessa, from the day one is Nicole calling me one afternoon and saying, "Well, just play this, Morgan. Just play, you will win." I, yes. I, I, I heard this song. Let's go. Oh my God, we got a praise report. For those of you guys who know Adisha Brandy, Earth Shaking, no, the Earth Shaking Ebony. What was Adisha's name? Lord Evangelist Adisha is what we need to call her. But anyway, Adisha Brandy, she was running operations for Girl Trek. She has been out there spreading her wings. And I just saw her post that she got a deputy director of finance role. And I was just like, yes, she is also a prayer warrior in this movement. So I just want to shout her out. Oh, and let people know, Morgan, boot camp listeners of the world. We actually hired a boot camp listener of the world who now is running the finance stuff for Girl Check. So this movement is really a movement. And these walk-in podcasts really are touching the lives and growing the Girl Check movement. So shout out to Michelle. We're going to be hiring in the next couple of months. But just don't Ooh. email us yet. Email us yet. But if you got some skills, maybe email us. <laughs> I have a serious question for you. Yeah. Yeah. Can we hire my cousin yeah. Sarday? Can we hire my cousin Charday? I feel like she could be like maybe my no. personal assistant or she could be like the office mailer or like something. You can hire Charday. 
And I'd be like, we need to put our people on. Like, cousins need dogs too, y'all. Look, nepotism is real out in the okay, world. We okay. got to practice some of it. Okay, I'm going to talk okay, to Okay, but you don't announce it on the podcast <laughs> is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> there ain't no Marcus Garvey us. No, no, okay, man. you're right, you're right, you're right. But Donald Trump got his whole family working in the White House. I'm just going to let that ride while we you're get right. this. You're right. We got to be audacious. While we get into this. We got to be audacious. You're right. Yes, yes. Y'all. Everybody thinks they know the story of Kaepernick, but what we are getting ready to lay out for you is something so beautiful, Morgan, and it is going to call the name of some black men who I know even Kaepernick wants us to uplift. This story has touched me so much as I have learned about him. It is like the think you know. But I don't, you don't know anything, know. Vanessa, actually. I know, and I'm going to tell you no, all I don't the know details. Anything. I just know that you me. I'm going to go all the way back. But before we do, I'm actually want to introduce this beautiful poet. I think her name is Hannah. She's going to introduce herself. I want to just hear her words because she in like literally 60 to 75 seconds breaks it down for America. So, China, can we hit that clip? All you had to do is throw the ball, boy. We can sell this auction block well, didn't we, boy? You didn't know you were on sale, boy. Didn't we tell you to just run, boy? Entertain us, boy. Win championships for us, boy. Stay in your place, boy. Don't you dare get these other niggas, I mean black men, riled up, boy. Didn't we pay you enough, boy? Why can't you just be satisfied, boy? Stand up and salute this flag, boy. Honor your allegiance to the system, boy. Didn't we give you enough money to entice you, boy? How dare dare you reject your master, boy? Didn't you like your name in lights, boy? Didn't we stroke your ego, boy? All you needed to do was play the game, boy. Keep dancing for us on Monday night, boy. Make us rich, boy. We don't care if you get hurt, boy. Our job is to break bucks like you, boy. Didn't you know boys like you come a dime a dozen, boy? We can replace you with no thought, boy. Make sure our new boy is a control, boy. Thought you knew we didn't trust Negroes to be quarterbacks anyways, boy. We did you a favor, boy. Boy. How dare you turn your back on us, boy? If you are kneeling, it will be before us, boy. Ain't this game your God, boy? Don't you see how everyone else bows down before us, boy? Don't you know what we do to Negroes like you, boy? You see, back in the day, we let Negroes like you sway in trees, boy. Make an example out of you, boy. So other niggas just stay in their place, boy. Don't you smell that strange fruit in the air, boy? You see, all you had to do was just shut up, boy. We ain't gotta kill you, boy. All we gotta do was just silence you boy Ooh. that was hannah drake and morgan kaepernick's story is mm. so yes mm. hannah drake and we are make sure we share that on our social media team kaepernick's story is so powerful for so many reasons that go beyond the actual act of him protesting, which is him on bended knee, because capitalism and racism are twins in this country. And the NFL with no black owners and a sprinkling of black coaches, but a field full of our youngest and brightest black men laboring for the entertainment of the masses and the profit of a few white men, some people really might call that an extension of the same systems that enslaved us. And so his protest which started, and we're gonna go deep into the story of this young man who inspired him around taking a knee, but his protests, Morgan, are about so much more than what the story has become in the media. Are you there, Morgan? I'm here. No, listen, I'm shook. I'm I'm shook by the poem, first of all, because you done called everybody out, okay? Number two, you just said the NFL was a plantation. That was a bold statement. <laughs> it was like somebody wanted to watch Monday Night Football. Number two, 
I'm ready to hear the story. I didn't even know there was no young man. So let's go. Yes. All right. Yes. Yes. So here's the story that we're going to tell y'all. What I learned about this story, it was like, this proves something that is like why I think we're, we gravitate towards Colin Kaepernick. He really is our brother, our uncles, the black men in our lives, who I think have rolled up and been like, don't be messing with my little baby cousin. Like he's one of those type of black guys. <laughs> Once I started like really Vanessa, about Vanessa. Him. Yes. Sorry. Vanessa. <laughs> yes. I'm walking by this man. He's, sit- he's sitting under a tree on this pretty, like, you know, the Adirondack chair. Go slower. Look, Morgan, go slower. Tell us all. No, he's a father. He's a father. I like this. Yeah. His baby on his shoulder. And the the tree is like one of those big old, beautiful, broad African trees. And he's holding his baby on his shoulder. And the baby is sound asleep on a Friday. Beautiful afternoon. Oh, I love that. It's so sweet. So so they, they keep trying to break this and they can't keep going. And it's actually funny because literally the words that were coming out of my mouth as you were saying that was that he's our uncle and he's the black man in our lives, which is actually kind of the man you were just describing, who roll up on anybody yeah, in our life and say, yeah, do not mess with him like the protectors, like in our communities. And he's following in the footsteps of Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X and so many of our great black men leaders. So I'm just uplifting all of the brothers in our lives. And Morgan, when he started kneeling, he said, I am not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. He said, to me, this is bigger than football, and it would be selfish on my part to look the other way. He said, there are bodies in the streets and people getting paid leave and getting away with murder. And so he started kneeling. But people really started paying attention right after the murders of Philando Castile, actually, which we learned about yesterday. That's when they started paying attention. But Morgan, there was a story that actually inspired him and people just hadn't been paying attention on the sidelines. He had actually been kneeling for years later. So I'm going to tell that story right now. But first, who is this beautiful black, light skin, key sweat with his afro and his, and his fist raised? Like, where did he come from? Where did he come from, Morgan? So... I learned a, a whole lot. So Colin Kaepernick was born in Milwaukee. Look, he is kind of like that. He's what you know he is. He's actually the epitome of black boy joy. I, that's what I love about him. No, he wants to love it when we tell his story because he's already claimed victory for us. He's already like this, this thing you think I'm doing that they think is small is so much bigger than people could even understand. So I think he will love this. So he was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Morgan. His mom, Heidi, was white. And his father, did you know this, was of Ghanaian, Nigerian, and Ivory Coast ancestry, aka black, probably from the Houston, uh, Texas, because that's what my DNA said too. <laughs> aka fine, aka fine. That's fine. That's right. fine. That he got a sprinkle mm-hmm. in the fine. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So his parents separated before he was born, and his mom, who was unwed and young and struggling, she placed him up for adoption. And a white couple named Rick and Teresa Kaepernick, they adopted him. The couple had two older children. And they decided to adopt him after losing two of their sons to heart defects. And throughout the protest, Morgan, there have been a lot of people who've actually tried to demonize his adopted parents. And just his parents, they don't even need that qualifier, his parents. And they have come out to say that, no, we are his parents, we are white, and we also stand with Cap. 
And so I, it was lovely to see that because I had heard and kind of heard those rumors and like wondered like where they were and who they were. And so to hear that is like really beautiful to me. So he lived in Wisconsin when he was really small, but then the family located to Northern California. And when he was eight years old in Northern California, Kaepernick began playing football and Morgan really from there, the rest is history. He rose up the ranks, was successful in college, and he was playing for the San Francisco 49ers. And he was a success for the San Francisco 49ers. But Morgan, he is a man of faith. And if you guys read the email, he has, first of all, his body is covered in tattoos. I hope we post one of those on social media. Oh, shout out to him. It is not ignorant. It is not ignorant. Oh, I have to shout out his girlfriend. First of all, did you know his girlfriend's name is Vanessa? I have to shout her out. Because so much of his <laughs> activism, he has given credit. I know, look, he, but he has given actually so much of his, the credit of his activism to her. And he said that she literally is a voracious reader and that she constantly was putting books in front of him around like black liberation and around like freedom and the struggle and that that really inspired him. And so I actually love to even know that is his love story that was building up his identity as a black man. So I just love to hear that part of the story. And it was actually... Yes, and it was actually her. She probably is a Capricorn. It was actually her who already devised 10 months before we saw him start kneeling. She had already built an entire business plan for his Know Your Rights campaign and all the things that they were actually going to do and what the strategies were going to be. So they actually, this is a strategic plan that he has. This is not even happenstance. Yes, he was inspired by the story of a black man named Mario Woods, who we're going to talk about, but a, but a young mama's boy. I'm going to tell a heartbreaking story. But Morgan, this is actually strategic. And I loved knowing that about him because so many people have just tried to paint him as emotional. And as we pray today for a spirit of boldness, which is what this is about, we have to be careful of people's narrative telling us that our boldness is something else, like irrationality or all the other things that people try to paint on us. I forgot to tell you that Joan of Arc was also a Capricorn. <laughs> you have told me that a hundred times. You have told me this one hundred times. You really, really have told me that she was a Capricorn a hundred times. But friend, tell me one hundred and one times. I'm gonna listen every time. Did you know time. Joan of Arc was actually black? Did you know Joan of Arc was actually black? Like the Statue of Liberty was actually black. Don't check this because this is, this is true. The park at my house got a Joan of Arc statue, and this true. We about to set it off girl trip style because I ain't never in my whole life heard that Joan of Arc was black. Now they told me I heard one black, but they yeah, tried to they tried to snatch it out from him. They said he wasn't really black. They it's told gonna them, be but some scarce resources on Google about it, but they are there. <laughs> yeah, they're there, y'all. Oh, she was like God. a moor. She wasn't like. But go ahead. Okay, so Colin yeah. Kaepernick, no. listening. So, so, so the work that he is doing is strategic, Morgan, but the work he is doing, man, this story, there is an author, and if you guys don't know him, his name is, I always want to pronounce it wrong, but I'm going to get this right, Kiese Lyman, the author of Heavy, Kiese Lyman, the author of Heavy, and his book Heavy, if you guys haven't read it, it is a heavy book, but it is about him growing up in the South and his mother in Mississippi and their relationship and our relationship as Black people and food and weight and how we use our weight as armor in this world. It is just really powerful. Well, Morgan, recently Colin Kaepernick was being interviewed and they were asking him about the protest and what originally sparked the protest. And he said that it was the death of 26-year-old Mario Woods, who was killed on December 2nd, 2015, by five San Francisco police officers, 
who opened fire and struck him at least 21 times. His death in 2015 sparked protests all over the Bay Area, and of course there was no justice. Well, when Colin Kaepernick revealed this, which was very recently that he actually even said, this is actually the man, this was actually the story that kind of weighed on my soul. This was the moment that actually I felt convicted inside that I knew I was going to start doing something. He said it was actually that, that he hadn't really spoke about it publicly, but it was this man's death who only dialed a few miles from where he played football for the San Francisco 49ers. And what's powerful is that the man, Mario Wood's mother, she read, her name was Gwendolyn, she read about this, that Colin Kaepernick had mentioned her son's name. And she broke down Morgan and she said, my God, that, and they called him Marmar, which I love, right? She was like Marmar or Marman. She was like, here's a picture of him. And she texted it to Kaisi because he was doing the interview with her. She said, here's an interview of him in his San Francisco 49er jersey on the first day that Colin Kaepernick played at Candlestick Park. He was there in attendance. That's what she actually said. And so, yes, so she said that. Beautiful. I know. And then she said, and y'all, I'm going to read this testimony. And then really, Morgan, we can reflect and comment on it, but we're going to get into the walking meditation soon because this woman gives a such a eloquent, powerful read around the work that Colin Kaepernick is doing that I can't say it any better than she does. And we have got to lean in and uplift the Mario Woods because what the media is trying to do with Colin Kaepernick is they are trying to actually strip away the dignity of the real stories that he is down there kneeling for. And they are trying to make this about economics and all sorts of things that it is not about, but it is about the story of Mario Woods and other black boys and men like him whose lives are being taken and who are getting no justice in the system that we call America. So Morgan, his mom, Lord, his mom, and this is where we have got to uplift black mothers on this call right now. Even as you are walking, I'm thinking of my friend Wardna, who just had a beautiful black baby boy a couple of months ago. Like we have just got to uplift Morgan, our black mamas who are raising these black boys. We have got to. So I'm uplifting his mom as I tell you what she said. She said, I still talk to him, Mario. She said, sometimes she really just still talks to him, Morgan. And she said, I tell him someone as great as Colin Kaepernick has got your back. And she said, I tell him, he says, you gave him life and the inspiration. And then Morgan, she said, my son was executed by an ideal. She said, that ideal says that he and people like him are not redeemable that police kill people that they believe don't deserve to live. She said, you read what happened to his body. They pepper sprayed my child. She said, I know he couldn't even think. Soaking wet, my child was five foot four, 144 pounds, and they shot him 21 times. She said, these police officers who kill our children never admit to regret. And my goodness, Morgan, what she is going to say next is like, I just want to pray on her that she does not believe this. But her reflection is the reflection of Black mothers. She said, I wonder sometimes if I should have short-sold my mother's house because Mario Woods was a troubled young man. And she was like, sometimes we talk about our Black men and boys who are killed in the streets, and we try to make them to be, you know, the angels that they were not to justify that somehow they didn't deserve to be killed. 
And so her son was actually had been accused of a crime and maybe he did the crime. Who knows? He had had like a troubled past. He was 20 something years old. But she's saying it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. But that he deserved to live and he didn't deserve to be killed 21 times by the police. But in her reflection now, she was reflecting on what could she have done, not even how could the police have not killed my son and shot him 21 times, but what could she have done to help him not have been in the situation so that he would have been in harm's way of the bullets? How could she have parented better is what she was asking herself. And she said, I wonder sometimes if I should have short sold my mother's house faster and kept Mar out of prison. My father was in the Navy and bought me the home when he returned from the military. Maybe that's a risk I should have taken. She said, maybe we would have had more resources if I did that. She said, when we came back to California, my mother had terminal cancer. And that Mario, as a young boy, was impacted by the fact that she had to be a caregiver also to her mother. She said, I also had to have a second job working security on the weekends. And then she said, damned if you do, damned if you don't. And that, that Mario was story. And then Morgan is not over because it goes, it goes brilliant though. She says, as a black mother, it's understandable that we go into grieving mode. She said, you feel like you left your child out there to be executed by police and the schools and the politicians and the poverty and the addiction. She said, but we also have to go into fighting mode. We have to fight for ourselves and our children and our communities. She said, none of our children are one dimensional. None of us are one dimensional. She said, you saw my child shot 21 times after posing no threat to all of those police. And you don't understand why Colin Kaepernick is taking a knee. She said, I have this great pain of losing my child. I have this great man that I consider, though, my child now, and that is Colin Kaepernick. When she said she meditates every day and it gives her inspiration on the verse, woman, behold thy son, she said, the scripture says. And she said, I think of Colin in that context now, mother, behold thy son, my new son. And she said, I love him, Kaepernick. She said, not just for everything that he meant to Mario, but I love him because of his heart, because of his integrity, because his integrity outweighs everything popular. She said, when you see that integrity, you must stand up. And Morgan, this is where she gives America the read of their life. She said, you must fight because Colin Kaepernick's story is the story of what happened to integrity and love of black folks in the United States. She said, this country hates integrity. She said, I'm gonna be honest, they don't hate Colin Kaepernick. They think they do, but they hate integrity. She said, he told them they are responsible for a history of brutality and telling the truth should not be a risk, but it is for him and it lost him his job, but he gained a movement. And that is why Colin Kaepernick is a spiritual warrior. And that is why we have got to stand with that man and have his back at every minute of the day because he is doing God's work. I love that integrity over popularity. It's yes. so hard to do that. There's so much pressure to show up in a certain way or to talk in a certain way or to walk in a, or to have a certain job or to have a certain spiritual practice to conform yeah. And that's, you know, to be a part of the status quo, it's so much, there's so, I feel it. There's so much pressure to talk with certain aspects, to wear certain clothes, but it just, 
20 of us on this phone could show up with integrity every day with what you actually believe, speaking in the way that you actually believe needs to be spoken, praying out loud, crying out loud, saying no at your job, saying yes to justice. I mean, like those three words, integrity over popularity is just so, because he lost so much popularity in the beginning. He he really did have a lot of personal loss because of this. So I'm just yeah. so inspired by that level of integrity and her words. You're right, were beautiful. They were so beautiful. We're going to share the whole article, by the way, from Kaisi Lehman. He just, he writes so beautifully and his story with her is so beautiful. So it's on Medium and I'll make sure we share it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. What were you going to read to say though? be bold. No, I was saying, like, I feel inspired to be bolder around my own integrity, like what I actually believe, like, what's your code? What do you actually yeah. believe? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I like, th- if yeah. you actually believe this, then are you acting in that way? What do you yeah. actually believe about Black women? What do you actually believe about yourself? What do you actually believe about our community? And are you acting in that way? And does your job reflect that? And does your leisure time, does your partner, does your, you know, all the decisions and choices you have are you actually angling toward integrity? Are you angling towards like respectability or popularity? Yeah, it's a good question because my reflection over this last today in particular, I was just like, I don't even know if I know the answers, but I had a personal reflection that even wasn't like outward around justice in my work or anything that I was like, I wonder what it is that I'm willing to risk, you know, to like be bold. Like, what is it that I'm willing to risk in the way that Colin was willing to risk, you know, his popularity, his career, his endorsements, his whatever, which, by the way, please note that the spiritual lesson in this is actually look at God, look how God will work because God has multiplied him a hundredfold. Look at how bigger his mountain got. Look at how bigger his mountain got. So that even the pointy diner field was too small for this king. So that's what I'm saying. Like that's yeah. the, that's the, that's yeah. one of the spiritual lessons for me. But Morgan, I have this other no, lesson. No, it's a what if. And yeah. So what if you bow down to your assignment? You took a knee to your assignment in life because we are playing small. All of us, every single one of us, you, me. What if we took a knee to our divine assignment? Yeah. We would, like so much would open up for us. All of us. So much would open up for us. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. You yeah. Were saying? Yeah. I was just saying that um, my final reflection on this for me in a second, we'll go, and I'd love to even hear from you. And maybe if we don't even have the answers, we could come back and talk about it on Monday. But we're going to have a, a closing meditation from James Fortune, which is Let Your Power Fall. And some of the lyrics of that are Let Your Power Fall When Your Name Is Called. Prove the doubters wrong. You're still mighty and still strong. And I'm going to need you to help me fight this battle for me and help my unbelief so I can tell all my friends, oh, I wish I had a witness here tonight, that you have won again. And I was just like, in this battle, what is it that I'm willing to risk to be bold? And then I started having a revelation, Morgan, around that Tina Turner moment I was having last night that we'll talk about later. But I was like, I have been so afraid to risk the love of the people around me that I don't ever ask for what I need, how I need to ask for it. And so as we are talking about how to be bold in our lives on the field of life and justice, I'm also just inviting that for me, this 21-day meditation, even the story, even my learning of Colin Kaepernick is also how do I reflect and turn in and apply those lessons to myself. 
And so I am praying both for us as a collective and for me as an individual, because the reality of even my deficit thinking is that nobody who loves you would want you in a situation where you are not asking for what you need. So even my construct was false. But I had to realize that I was not willing to risk that love because I needed that safety and security. So that was my reflection from this. And I offer that as I've been looking on. So fascinating. Yeah. It's so yeah. fascinating, Vanessa, because we've been friends for 20 years. Yeah. And just in the last year or two, like our friendship has never been in jeopardy, but at all, it never will because yeah. you're my sister. But it was hard because I was like, I can't compete with you with people liking me because I actually don't care about <laughs> telling mm-hmm. the truth. Actually, it's not that I don't care, but my value system is different than being liked. Mm-hmm. And you were so good at triangulating what you needed without disrupting other people's affection for you. You were mm-hmm. so good at it that you never disrupted other people's lives so that they would not like you. And part of it is you're deeply compassionate. So part of it is your personality. But the other yeah. part is it was a skill. Yeah. It was a, a learned skill to stay in the affection, love, and favor of every single person. And so because we are co-partners and because we are co-leaders, it put a disproportionate pressure on me to say the hard things. And I, we, should, we talked about this all the time, right? And we worked it out. And then you said real hard stuff to people all the time. And you weren't good at it. So you said even harder to I'm suggesting it's not in your nature or even your skills because you've been doing this for so long. Uh So to hear you say right now, Vanessa, that you have had a breakthrough, that you are going to ask exactly for what you want, even if it sacrifices likes, you know what I mean? Even if it sacrifices people's affinity or even love for you because you have enough inside already or for whatever, I don't know what the reason is, but yeah. it's such a breath of relief for me because I can't even imagine the tension that you have been holding for the 43 years of your life. Cause yeah. I don't even have the discipline to do what you're doing. I don't yeah. even have the discipline to do that. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, it's such a revelation and I'm so happy for you. Yeah. I'm so happy. No, I don't you. have the I'm discipline so nor want you. the discipline anymore because one, it's exhausted. And, and thank you so much for being happy for me. And then the reflection on the reason that I had this breakthrough, which is actually the best part of this 21 days. I was talking last night to my friend Kristen and I was like, the reason is because I have come into the knowing that God's love is sufficient. So there is no risk. That's what I'm saying. It was false. My idea was false. There was nothing to risk. Just like Colin Kaepernick didn't have anything to risk by putting his knee down because God's promises are true. So if you believe that his promises say that we are going to be living in an abundant world, then you are never going to be in lack. Then you have to believe that that lack includes love. And 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 when you ask, and how do I know? Because you look around and greater are his works around you. And then the proof is in the pudding every day of my life, which is a testimony, right? So that was the breakthrough is that actually I had just been lying to myself. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) I really had been. And, Lord, and I ain't gonna lie to you guys. Part of this breakthrough, about 85% of it, the crazy part is, Morgan, 85% of this breakthrough I've only had in about the last 17 hours. So it's still hope for all of y'all. This is the point. I'm not even making this uh, uh, S H I T up. I'm not. I just, every day I'll be 
be believing. Ayanla Van Zandt's Acts of Faith, the prelude to that book, says it better than any other place. So go back and reference it. But she describes this better than anything. The next moment is the moment where everything can just be different because yes. your thinking can be different. You don't have to wait, plan, Listen. prepare. You can just be. That she says it there. Shout out to Lori. This is her first plug of 3.0. Hey, Lori. That, <laughs> hey, Lori. That she first told me that. And I can even chance. I was laughing because I'd be giving a shout out to my pastor, too. Yes. Yeah. Who has name you never tell us, by the way? Is it a secret? I was going to tell you that yesterday. My pastor? Yeah, yeah Pastor Taylor.
keep walking we cannot end the friday conversation without wishing our primary producer on this black history boot camp the fabulous earth shaken ebony who be behind the scenes making this all happen a happy birthday we should not forget that we're gonna get the tambourine out happy come on happy 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 what is
to a higher place of praise. Oh God, we love you tonight. And here in Zion, we'll worship you and we'll praise you. We honor you for your fragrance and your glory and your strength. Here in Zion, we'll raise our banners and we'll bless you and we'll honor you. Glory to Jesus.